Huh. Hello. Hi, everyone. <laughs> um, welcome to I, I Have, Have a, a Strange, Strange Story, Story podcast. podcast. This is a podcast where two sisters retell people's strange and paranormal stories and experiences, etc. Etc. I'm Lindsay. I'm Rebecca. And we are on episode 60. Are you sure? Yeah. Don't fucking second guess me in front of everybody. I mean, (laughs) I got 58 for last time, but... No, it's because it was 58 part 2. Oh my gosh. But it was actually episode 59. I am the worst. I know. My bad. (laughs) Do you want to start over? No. (laughs) (laughs) It's episode 60, and I tell my story first. Wow. I think... Our only announcement is that we will be doing a show together, meaning physically together. Yep. Like fingers intertwined. That's what I'm doing right now. I'm coming together with my hands Uh as a visual, and you can't see that, but next episode you can. Yep. Yes, because we're also going to record it with a camera. Yes. And we're going to put it on YouTube so people can see us. We'll probably wear makeup. <laughs> Definitely. We're I'll gonna fix find my the hair. Best lighting in the house. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we're going to wear makeup. I'll and... wash my hair too. Oh, yeah. 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 I'm really stepping it up. <laughs> I also want you to know that when you pick me up, I may look different because I bought some pants that are mm. joggers. Okay. You know what joggers are? Yeah. Those pants. Okay, well, I bought those. I know it's going to be weird to see me in them, but they're extremely comfortable, and I was like, I'm wearing these on the plane. Okay, well, hopefully I'll be able to recognize you. I know. It's going to be difficult. Mm-hmm. Because I look kind of like um, Jenny from the block. <laughs> okay. Okay, you got, a, uh, like, a big old booty and... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have hoop earrings. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. That's fine. I'll I'll All look right. out. I'll 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 keep an eye out for Jenny Jenny on the block. Jenny from the block. <laughs> Jesus, what's wrong with me? Did you have any other announcements? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. That's it. Yeah, That's all. No. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I kind of have a little bit of a long story. It's a little bit longer than what I usually tell, I think. All right. Um so this story comes from Reddit. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. from Tarot Kitten. Oh my god, that is adorable. Isn't it the cutest name you've ever I heard? I love that name. I always pick the stoop like not the stupidest, but it's just always my cat's name. Oh I okay. never I never think of like something cute and adorable like Tarot Kitten. I know. It's like definitely creative. It's yeah. definitely cute and adorable. Tarot is my um, favorite for bubble tea too, by the way. Aw. Mm-hmm. I've never had bubble tea. Those bubbles mm. don't pop in your stomach. Okay. Okay. Um, so Tara Kitten is telling this story of whenever she was a teenager. So this occurred in like the mid 80s. There weren't any cell phones. There was, you know, not internet for those youngsters listening. Can you believe it? Jeez. That stuff didn't exist. We Weird. didn't have our own phones. We didn't have the internet. We had to go outside and play. I mean, in the um, mid-80s, we were pretty young, but... In the mid-80s, I was pretty much just born. <laughs> <laughs> True. Um, I know. So, um, 
Tarot Kitten is a female, and this story happened, started whenever she was like 13 years old. Um, so she lived in a small pa- uh, trailer park. Um, let's see. There weren't very many trailers there. There were about 80 trailers in this park, and she was about one of six kids who lived in the area. And um, this park butted up against a canal, and the park was actually shaped like the letter, a lowercase letter H. Um, so she did have a couple friends who lived there and one of her friends, his name was Jeff. Um, he lived behind them. And then there was Melissa who lived at the end of the park straight in front of her. So one day tarot kitten and Jeff, um, they're the same age and, um, they decided to go on an adventure together. Um, so there was this red trailer at the top of the letter H that had an opening in the fence that they would crawl through to get over to the canal. Um, so while they were there, there was that double wide trailer, the red one that nobody lived there. There was an old woman who lived next door and she told them that it belonged to a man who really, he lived off site. So this is in California, by the way. Okay. So he didn't live there. He just owned it. Um, so they were interested, nosy 13 year old kids and they wanted to check it out. Um, so what they did is they walked up to it and there were these two like huge sliding glass doors that were on the porch. And she describes these doors as just like massive, like six huge windows all lined up basically. Right. So they opened it, they went in and they basically ended up on the front porch. As they were in there, Jeff was distracted by, um, amputated bird feet oh no that he found there yeah they were very large she explains that they were almost like predator type bird feet i mean they weren't like chickens they were huge yeah um so they're just on the front porch and they decide the front door is unlocked so they're just gonna walk Ooh, did you see my <laughs> my microphone almost completely fell <laughs> they could it could have chipped my beautiful teeth Um, bad news bears okay um so they just walked in the front of the trailer and um through the front door so describing it she said it appeared very nice inside so nobody lived there um but it had basically like brand new furniture it looked like somebody had been there and they were going to come back any minute uh the fridge was fully stocked there was power water electricity but allegedly nobody had been there for five years So they decide to go check out some of the rooms and they decide to go to the back room of the trailer, Um, which is interesting because the doors that they walked by or the bedrooms they walked by, they appeared nice, um, nice furniture and everything. But they chose to go to the one of the very back rooms. Um, So let's see here. I lost my spot. (laughs) Okay, so this back room that they went into. This was a really fucking creepy room. It looked like she described it was something out of a new age horror film or like a porn film. I know, but I don't know what new age porn means, but I guess it's gross. (laughs) I didn't look it up, but that sounds bad. So, but she said there was a ratty, disgusting mattress on the floor. And then scattered all over the floor were like hundreds of Polaroids. Oh, my God. No, I don't like this story. I know. 
So there was also in that room, there was a cutout doorway that led into a windowless pitch black room. So they're in one room. There's a doorway cut out that leads in basically this dark abyss, I guess. So they're in there. Um, Jeff was actually facing, there was a dresser. He was looking through the dresser and she was facing that cutout. And she was really interested in what those pictures were of. So she went to pick up the Polaroids. She started to look through them. Um, and it appeared as if the pictures were taken in that room on that mattress. And in her opinion, it looked like the pictures were capturing a dead girl. <gasps> and the dead girl was probably about 16 is what she's expecting. She's a very young person depicted in the pictures. She said that, you know, she's young, she's 13, and it took her a while for this to, like, compute what in the world that she was seeing in these pictures. Once she realized what it was, she screamed, and she said that she just dropped the picture like it was on fire, like it had burned her hand. Um, She turned to Jeff. Remember, they're facing different directions, but she turned to look at him, and he, of course, is looking at her. And then they heard what was one of the most hideous, evil laughs that they had ever heard in their entire lives. Um, They're frozen. She's staring at him still. And then out of that black cutout, the black, like, to the abyss of a room with no windows and it's completely dark, um, a huge hand reached out of it and was going, it was reaching for Jeff's head. So she screamed, she pushed Jeff, and they ran the hell out of that trailer. They leaped out the front door. The old lady next door was there. She scolded them, and they both just fucking ran to their own trailers. They split up. They ran home, shut their doors. Um, She didn't tell anybody about it. She's terrified. She didn't want to tell her mother or her stepfather. So a few days later, she kind of got up the courage to go talk to Jeff about what they had seen, to talk about what it was. Um, So she went down by to where he lived, and he was gone. Oh, no. The trailer was empty. There were no cars there. There was a family friend who lived next door to them. And so she went over and asked, you know, where the family was. And the woman explained that... The night that they had actually gone into that trailer, that his family packed up their van and they left that night. And that, oh my God. you know, they hadn't been back. So um, what's weird is about two weeks later, nobody remembered Jeff or his family except for her, even though her mother had met Jeff, even though that neighbor had spoken about Jeff and his family. Um, nobody really remembered him. And she did try to tell people about those pictures that she'd seen, but she said that nobody really believed her. Mm. Okay, so now she's 14 years old. She's still living in this trailer park. Um, But she's with her other friend, Melissa, who lives in the trailer park, too. And they would have to pass that trailer, that red trailer, to get to their friend's house. So finally, she told her friend Melissa and Melissa's sister about the trailer. They both said they wanted to go. And for whatever reason, she agrees that she wants to go, but she says she will not go past the living room. Um, so they all go. They enter. 
And there is another bedroom that's right next to the living room. And this is where they decide to go look in. Um, it had a queen size waterbed in there. And her friend um, leaned over and she touched the waterbed. And it was warm. And for those of you who don't really know, I mean, we grew up with waterbeds, which I think is really weird. Yeah, I don't know weird. why the fuck. There were so many waterbeds in our house. But like, <laughs> there were, right? We had waterbeds. Mom and dad had a waterbed. Mm-hmm. Like, I was three years old and I remember having the waterbed. <laughs> it was the thing to do. <laughs> it was. But the thing is, is that you have to keep, you have a heater mm-hmm. that keeps the water that you're, you know, sleeping on warm. Otherwise, it's fucking awful. It's, it's like you're sleeping on a cement slab that's just so fucking chilly and cold <laughs> yeah um so the the heater was clearly on mm-hmm. um additionally there were some lamps that were on and there was a confederate flag that was hanging on the wall um and they once they felt that the waterbed was warm they, they booked it because again this is supposed to be abandoned nobody's supposed to be living there so they're a little freaked out okay so then she's 15 years old she went over to melissa's she didn't intend on staying there all day. They're just hanging out. But then all of a sudden, it's dark. Um, she's scared to walk home. There's not any street lamps like there are now. Um, it, there was only be like one that would light up her path to go home. So her um, friends and the sister, they agree that they'll walk her to that lamp and then watch her walk to her, you know, her own respective trailer. Um So they all start to walk, and they get past that red trailer, and they're kind of standing in front of it. Um, She started to feel really creepy, like her skin was crawling as they were walking by it, and then she just froze. Um, And she felt, like, obligated. She had to turn. She turned and looked at that trailer. And remember how I said they had those huge glass sliding door? Mm-hmm. So she turns to look at that huge glass sliding door. Um, and her friends are with her before she starts to walk there. And she just wished that she hadn't looked. Because what she saw standing in the glass doorway was the biggest, scariest nightmare that she's ever seen. She looked into the face of what she calls evil, and it stared right back at her. Um, it was a huge creature that was actually bending down below the doorframe to look at them because it was so huge. Its lips pulled back and it had fangs. Um, Its eyes were yellow. She said it almost looked like it was smiling. Um, The eyes were yellow and as large as a fist. It had long claws that made a distinct tapping sound on the glass window. And then she said that it was, is it bipedal? Is that how you, that's how you say it? Uh, Yeah, I think it's bipedal, but I think a lot of people say it either way. All right. Biped also. It's this huge creature that's out standing on its back legs. Um, when she saw it, she just thought, that's a fucking werewolf. All of her friends saw it. Um, one of her friends said under the breath, what the fuck is that? Um, and then all of a sudden, she realized that she was standing there alone because everybody else had fucking run back to <laughs> Melissa's house. Oh, no. um, she looked at it again, and it was smirking at her. And then it used one finger to point at her and to beckon her to come. So it's like, I don't even know how to say that. Yeah, you said it. I Yeah. Okay, beckoning. That's how she said it. She did a good job of explaining it. Yeah. Um, and then she just, 
she said she ran like her life depended on it. She ran home. Again, she didn't tell her mom. Her mom appeared drunk, so she didn't know how much her mom would be able to support her. Um, she went to bed. She woke up the next morning, and she went straight to Melissa's so that they could talk about what they had seen. They had no memory of it. They didn't recall any of the... Um, they didn't recall even walking her to the streetlight. Um, so since then... She's an adult now. Um, She's gone back as an adult and the trailer is gone. It's not there. Um, She says that she never knew Jeff's last name, so she can't look him up to try to find him. She has no idea who he is. She lost touch with Melissa. Um, And then that she also has done some research on those pictures that she had found to identify who that, that dead person could have been, the dead girl. Um... Because that that always bothered her a little bit that she possibly saw that evidence. So, like I said, she posted this on Reddit and she was curious if anybody had any idea of what this could be. Um, so, of course, there are several different theories that people listed. So, number one, people think it's a dog man. Mm-hmm. Number two, people think it's a skinwalker. Um, one person suggested a wendigo. One suggested a werewolf. Uh, one person suggested that maybe she had PTSD, that maybe it was um, here. Well, the other theory is that it could have been serial killers. Uh-huh. So there were two serial killers who killed people around this area during this time. Oh, um, she she references where it is in California, um, but this was close to one of the places. So it was two men, Charles Ng and Leonard Lake were their names, mm-hmm. um, but they they raped and murdered numerous people. Um, they killed about 11 to 25 people. Um, Leonard Lake killed himself whenever they first arrested him, so he never went to trial. We don't know the whole story, but Charles N.G. did not kill himself, and he actually would have gotten away if he hadn't had been so obsessed with stealing, and that's what got them caught the first time. And that's why Leonard got arrested was because Charles kept stealing things. Um, but Charles is British um, descent, but he's from Hong Kong. Um, and he went to the University of Notre Dame. Notre Dame. So I think he's a, he's a pretty smart man. Um, but they, he and Leonard had built a dungeon where they, they would torture people. They would kill the men immediately, but they would torture the women. They would record it. They're pretty notorious, pretty fucking awful. And um, I think from what I understood, Charles is still alive. He was on death row, but I don't think he's been put to death yet. Um, But he claims that he was um, trying to please Leonard, and that's why he did everything. But there's videos of him actively participating and saying awful things to the women that they killed. So there's it's suggested that maybe that was another one of their dungeons where they had murdered and assaulted that woman um and that possibly there's the possibility that she replaced memories of this these people with a dog man i mean sometimes our memories do those types of things like to protect ourselves you know we don't know but so there's all these different theories about what it could be um one person did suggest that it could be a dog man because the the long nails and the tapping on glass they said kind of goes hand in hand with dogmen that they've heard of that before. Um, the person who suggested a skinwalker, um, Tarot Kitten 
could see that happening because she actually has Native American descent. Her grandfather was Native American. So she thought that could make sense. She's really open to any suggestion or theory about what it could have been that she had seen. But she's really just trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think Dogman, but then I also say, why the fuck would a Dogman be in a trailer? I mean, and so I think that's why some people say Skinwalker. Yeah. Yeah. And I can see that too. That makes sense because it'd be a person, you know, transforming mm-hmm. into that creature. Um, I've never heard of Dogman like living inside. I haven't either. And in fact, I feel like a lot of the sightings for, well, for skinwalkers and for dogmen are outside, that they live yeah. outside. Yeah. And um, I, it's hard to say, like, are they called dogmen because they are part human or is it because they, they are like, they, they look like humans, but with a dog face. You know what yeah. I mean? So, like, yeah. are they humans that can live somewhere that would go live and make dinner and order a waterbed? Or, yeah. <laughs> or are they um, animals that just look like people that live in the wild? Yeah. It's hard to say. I guess it could go either way. I mean, I'm going to roll, roll out Wendigo for sure. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's what it is. Okay. There's nothing... No part of the story really speaks to Wendigos, in my opinion. Yeah, because they they do lure, but yeah, they, they didn't do any luring here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they try to, um, you know, but not the luring that you'd expect of a Wendigo. Exactly. Yeah, because they usually use trickery, and they call. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm going to go ahead and tell Tarokin it's not a Wendigo, and okay. I'm an expert here. <laughs> Ooh, that's what I want to get a tattoo of. I want to get a tattoo of a Wendigo. Okay. No, you said that um, already. <laughs> I know. Well, I haven't said it in the show yet. Yeah, um, yeah. What? Okay. Okay. So, I don't know. One of the things that also makes me think that it could have been a serial killer, and possibly because of the trauma she uh, replaced the memory of the of the man that she may have seen with something else that was mm-hmm. more scarier. Because mm-hmm. um, it makes me also think of like American Psycho. Like rich men who have like a, a beautiful trailer and all this amazing furniture and water beds. And then they have a torture chamber in the back mm-hmm. to murder and torture, you know, people. Yeah. So... I, I I can see that theory. That makes a lot of sense to me. And that she possibly replaced it with memories of something like a dog man. But I'm no expert. I just think, to me, that makes the most sense in my brain. Yeah. The, and it reminds this, me of American Psycho. Yeah, this is a hard one. I mean, yeah. all these behaviors are humanistic, if mm-hmm. you think about it. Like... A food stocked with, or a fridge stocked with food, the water beds, which were very popular at the time, and then creating this weird possible torture area that we don't know about. You know, it's just a black hole that's cut out into a room. It's a secret area. It's humans. With photographs. Yeah. And to me, I feel like if if you're going to get your hands on that kind of stuff, you need to be a human being, especially in the 80s. You don't order this shit. You go somewhere and you buy it and you take it with you. Um, I mean, the thing about skinwalkers is that they can switch between 
you know, and they do horrendous things to to continue to be skinwalkers. They kill yes. people and shit. And dogmen and werewolves are predators. Mm-hmm. And so there would be more chasing. I mean, it, I would think they would have chased her. They yes. would have chased her down, and it wouldn't have been a beckoning to try to get her to come. Right. There's too much human in it. So I think so. Kind of like, are you going down the road of you think it was a skinwalker? If anything, I'm actually going down the road to think that this was a human. That these yeah. were people, like especially now that you've talked about those serial killers being around and shit, and you know it's it's deemed as abandoned. Yeah. You know, but the thing is, is nobody sees them going in and out, probably because they sneak in and out of there, and that's where they do all their terrible shit. Well, on those two serial killers, Leonard Lake had murdered his brother mm-hmm. and a few other people and taken all their money. And that was one way that he was able to build one of the dungeons that they had. But if he had all this money, he also they could have used the money to fund something like that. Mm-hmm. And like I said, Leonard Lake killed himself. So we don't know the whole story. All we had was Charles' side of the story. And, you know, he's a fucking nut job. Yeah. Um, I mean, these, these two serial killers and what she... I'm, I don't want to go into a lot of detail about that picture and what she saw. It was pretty horrendous yeah. whatever happened to this um, young woman that was in the picture. Yeah. Or I should say young child. She's not a woman. Sorry, oh, I God. hate it when people do that. I hate it when people tell, call... It happens a lot with young girls. Mm-hmm. They call them underage women instead of calling them children. They are children. Yeah. So anyways, what happened to this this young girl um, is what I should have said. But Charles and Leonard... Um, as a part of their toll of the people they had killed, they actually murdered two infants. Oh, man. The, I mean, they're very sick fucking men. I wow. mean, the infants aren't going to tell on you. Yeah. Yeah. These are very sick men. Um, it's kind of, it was kind of weird for me to read about them because usually I do okay with it, but with them, like I was, it was pretty, they're pretty horrendous it's wrong. and stuff yeah. that they did. Oh, yeah. I mean, they, <laughs> she describes seeing, you know, what in the window as pure evil yes. and you know i don't know if a dog man is pure evil if it's just a, a creature that lives its life and chases it chases down a car and scares you and is territorial yeah. to me it sounds more like an animalistic kind of thing i know the the beckoning for you to come you know to, i don't know that just sounds so human like if these people were that crazy they may have just admitted like emitted this this aura or this you know something that you know how you can look at somebody and be like i'm not gonna like you and with her sorry go ahead no it's okay but it's just like with her you know she 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 sees that this thing is evil and maybe her mind is like trying to protect her to be like yeah that's a fucking werewolf or whatever don't go in there that's my theory it's like twin peaks I don't. Mm. I know that you never really watched Twin Peaks or got I've into watched, it. Yeah, I've totally watched Twin, Did Twin you? Peaks. Okay, yeah. but it's the whole thing. Like, it's spoiler alert. No, <laughs> if you haven't fucking seen it, like, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> it's been a long time, my friends. Like, just turn it down because I'm about to say something. Like, just like in Twin Peaks, the the murderer and the abuser was her dad, mm-hmm. but she had replaced the memories of him with the man that had the long hair and was really creepy. Right? So yeah, it's the same thing. That's how mm-hmm. she was protecting herself from who her abuser was. Right. That's so interesting. I know. And actually, I don't think anybody 
suggested that her mind was replacing what she saw with something else. Mm-hmm. I think that I made it. I think that's an original suggestion from <laughs> me, but it was somebody else who suggested that it was the serial killers. Okay. Wow. That is, that story is very hard to stomach. Like, I feel nauseous right now. Oh, man, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. It's really good. Um, I'm so glad that nothing happened to her. And mm-hmm. um, I wonder if, um, you know, her friend Jeff, if everybody was like, yeah, we don't know who you're talking about or whatever. I kind of wonder if they went into witness protection. I know. I kind of thought the same thing. What happened to Jeff? Yeah. It's all very interesting, but, um, so this, like I said, it's from Reddit, it's Tarot Kitten. If you have any ideas or suggestions, let her know or let us know, and I'm happy to pass them on to her. Um, she was excited about her story being read. Yeah. I was like, you should, because we're a really big deal. Then I was like, just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) You know, our friends and family listen to it, so... (laughs) we appreciate y'all um yeah yeah so anyway, whenever you talk fine. whenever you whenever mom and dad hears this ask them if they have any suggestions i will <laughs> dad may be able to have some more insight on the the psychology behind the true. mind replacing what you've seen yeah that's true anyways thank you tara kitten yeah that was an amazing story now i have Part three of an amazing story. Okay. Yes. So our friend, um, you know, that we've been talking about the past couple of episodes that have had just kind of a weird paranormal life experience um, has agreed to let us hear the rest of the story. And I'm very excited. Also, he's like, I'm a guy. (laughs) 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 That's a common mistake. I don't think people know how difficult it is to like discern like gender when we're reading stories. Yeah. And unless you say something about. (laughs) Yeah. It's just, it's hard to tell. I mean, I kind of figured that this was a guy just because he was like, and I was in on the wrestling team and nothing against, you know, women, but that's generally a, a, a team that boys go on. Probably not as much anymore. I think it's kind of a, a girl boy kind of thing. But, you know, whenever we were kids, it was mostly dudes that, and I feel like this guy is kind of the same age and I'll bring, and I'll, um, that'll circle around in a moment when he's talking about something. Yeah. You know, when I say that, I say it to people like in their late twenties, I'm like, you know, like our age and they always (laughs) stare at me and I'm like, Oh, uh, I'm a lot older. (laughs) Oh, you mean, yeah. I mean, your age, I mean, you're younger than me. (laughs) (laughs) yeah this guy is probably actually uh younger than me he might be around the same age as you though i'm way older by the way (laughs) so old anywho let's get into this so where we left off um kind of last time um you know he lived in that apartment and he saw some creepy little shadowy children staring at him through the blinds, the landlord came over. Okay, and then they they moved after that. 
So this is where he moved. He actually moved from the suburbs to a big city, and he hated this place. He fell out of place. Um, he had a hard time making friends, and he he hated school, as as you do. Um, he said that they moved into a three bedroom, one bathroom apartment, and um, this, <laughs> this is weird. I can picture this. This is what I think that they used to do back then. Um, but I don't know if they do this as much anymore, but like, so in his apartment, they, uh, they like created another room out of the other apartment's bedroom or other apartment's house or whatever. And so they like cut out a door and they were like, this is our room now. And (laughs) they just stole that extra space from the apartment next door and i think that people used to do that like if you want an extra bedroom you have to pay 200 bucks more or whatever otherwise we're just gonna lock the door and you can't get in oh did that remember that's how they did to my apartment when i was yes exactly a one bedroom so they locked the other bedroom and Mm -hmm. then i just unlocked it and used it anyway yeah Yeah. so stupid right yeah so dumb. So um, so that was his bedroom. And then that bedroom was kind of isolated. So there was like another room that they had to walk through or that he had to walk through to get it, to get into it. And, and that's kind of where he spent most of his time was just kind of isolated in his own room because he was having a difficult time um, fitting in and just didn't like the situation that he lived in. So... Um, at this point in his life, he saw f- those little shadowy figures just less and less. Um, he could still hear them, and they would move around in his closet. He said that they would knock things over, and he was still hearing the tapping on the windows. And he says, I lived on the second floor. There were no trees, so this wasn't just something outside. It was those nasty little asshole shadowy figures um, tapping on his window. But at this point in his life, he's just like, this is just part of my life and I have to deal with it. And I think that that was a very, it was very stressful for him. Um, He said that he kind of learned how to deal with it. So he taught himself to sleep with the television on or with the the lights on. Hmm. And he says occasionally he would see these little bastards, um, but the light and the television seemed to keep them um, at bay. And it also distracted him from the noise that that um that they would make so he's in middle school at this point and he started smoking and he was isolating himself and just i'm reiterating he hated the city and he hated everything he said i think that we all go through that time in our life but it's probably harder for for somebody you know moving in somewhere and already having these weird experiences he said his mom you know did the best she did she could with him um but he was just having a hard time adapting he said that he came from the country in small the small suburb area and living in the city there was a lot of noises and it was just something that he had a hard time getting used to he also said that the kind of the worse that he got the more activity that he would he would see okay that's kind of going back to energy attracting energy here yeah um So he would stay up late, he would watch television, he would smoke, um, and at this one one night, though, he noticed a glowing ball of orange light. It was about the size of a golf ball, 
and it floated up to his window screen. And he said he wasn't scared, um, but he was just curious about it. And he watched it, and it was like dancing and floating, and then it would just zip off. And he said that this was actually fun, and it made him happy. Um, He said it, it felt like a little friend. So that thing would come back every, like, once a week, and he would just watch it. And I don't, it doesn't sound like they really interacted, but I think that it came just for him to see. And so he'd watch the little orange ball and then it would zip away and then it'd come back in, in a couple of weeks after that. Um, and things were kind of changing for him. Um, the shadow people, like I said, all but left. Um, and then the ball started showing up less and less. But he still felt paranoid. Um, he still slept with the lights on and the television on. And he started having some vivid and realistic dreams. And to this day, he still remembers them all, which is really weird because usually that's hard to do. Um, But things kind of came to a head at this apartment one night. So it was a normal day. He got home from school. And um, what he does is he comes home, he checks the mail, he grabs a snack, and then he stole um, a smoke from his his mom's boyfriend's stash. <laughs> That's so, when so we funny. Say smoking, we're talking cigarettes. We're not talking pot. I don't know. He just says oh, smokes. Okay. So okay. I'm not gonna um, assume one or the other. Um, so he goes to his bedroom and he closes the door, and that's kind of what he does. Um, and all of his shits on the floor. He says that he never likes to go into his closet. He just has had this weird thing about his closet. He didn't really know why. Um, So he throws his jacket and his bag on the floor, and everything's on his bed and his dresser. Here's how we know how old he is. Okay. (laughs) So he is listening to the radio, and he's trying to make a mixed tape, and he's waiting for one song to come on. He oh, wants to hear, age. I know, <laughs> he wants to hear Kryptonite by Three Doors Down. Oh, and this no. is what he, this is what he mentions. <laughs> he mentions it's 20 years old. Kryptonite is almost 20 years old. I'm like, oh, God damn man. it. <laughs> yeah, that's weird, right? <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah, I hate to imagine that. I know. Like people aren't supposed to get old, right? Especially yeah, I bet me. you nobody else knows that song besides people our age. Man. People are like, what the fuck is that? I I'll know. tell you what it is. It was a really bad song. <laughs> <laughs> but we loved it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he's listening to the radio. He's trying to find the song. And, um, and he decides that he is going to put on the Star Wars trilogy that his mom got him for Christmas. And um, I just thought I'd mention this right now, that Lindsay's a big Star Wars fan. So ah, she probably appreciates that. I do. It's kind of <laughs> it's a Christmas sweater with what is that? An ATAT and a an at at yeah the two at ats and what's the other guy in the middle? What is that thing called? Um, well, it's the Death Star, and then below that is a bunch of Yodas. No, that's not the Death Star. Yes, it that is. That thing has no. wings. What are you talking? Oh, the, the thing, thing in between the them. I thought you meant in the middle of my shirt. Oh no, I can't see it that far. I just see. Oh, okay. Um, what's some it kind called? of fighter the space thing? Yeah, the fighter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyways, just shout out to the start Star Wars fans. Lindsay and this guy, not me. Um okay. so he does this to so that he could fall asleep at night and um 
it kind of became like a ritual. So he would, he'd put the movie on, he'd fall asleep and then he would wake up because it was quiet and he fucking hated the quiet. Um, so he'd get up, he'd put on another movie and this is just how he slept. So at the end of the night, he lit one last smoke and laid down and he just noticed it, how oddly quiet it was. He says it does. He doesn't remember his mom coming home. Um, and he gets up to change the movie. It's around 2 a.m. And he's sitting up and he's kind of crawling to his, his VCR or DVD player. I don't know what it was. And he hears the closet door creak and it opens and he just freezes. And he hears the creak again and he gets back in bed and he gets under the covers. He doesn't put his head under the covers is what it sounds like, but he gets under the covers and he tries to turn on the lamp and his lamp won't turn on. So at this point he's really scared. Um, and he knows that these shadowy figures that he usually sees aren't big enough to open the door and the door is heavy. He says that he even has a hard time opening it, but all of a sudden the door swings open, but there's nothing inside. And, of course, he's fucking freaked out at this moment. And then the lamplight turns on. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Good Lord. I know. He says that in the closet is a large black figure staring at him. And he can't move. He can't scream. And this thing is coming at him from the closet. And it's not making any noise. It's not breathing. It's just coming towards him. He says it's about four feet tall and all of a sudden his ears start to ring and he just passes out he says that he's forgotten about this memory and it's something that has recently come up but he's always felt a paranoia about the closet he says that he eventually just started stuffing his closet full um, of stuff and he never really knew why he did this until this memory kind of popped up he says after that that happened um, nothing else occurred in that house. He says that the orange ball never came back. He never saw the figures again. Um, and they moved to another house that was just down the street. He said after this, though, his dreams got even more vivid and things started to escalate again. And it sounds like the next story we're going to hear about what he figured out is going on why this is happening to him because that's where it leads off and i'm so excited oh my i know what's okay so interesting because i had trouble sleeping and i was always scared at night too yeah i'm sure everyone does this so i always slept with some type of light on or with the tv on and even till today i go to sleep with the tv on oh really because i'm scared oh what was that noise? What noise? It sounded like you were banging something. Oh, yeah. I was going to look up something about um, orbs. Oh. Yeah. Because he saw what I feel like is an orange orb. I'm not 100% sure if that is. And I feel like you might know, you might understand how I feel about orbs. That, like, I feel like the majority of time that people see them, you know, they see them through a camera, camera lens. And they are... Um, they're like just dust. This guy had an orange orb, from what I understand, or from what I'm guessing, 
come up and, and see him, you know, every couple of days. And I just wanted to see what an orange, uh, orange orb meant. So according to this thing that I posted on her Instagram account, um, orange just means healing energy. So I think that's kind of sweet. I wonder if yes. something came up and it did, it made him feel good and it made him feel happy and it made him feel like it was friendly and he wasn't afraid of it. So maybe it just came up and was like, Hey dude, everything's going to be okay. And then it went away. Mm. And that's sad. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah. I wonder what the history is too with his family or, you know, whatever. Mm hmm. If there's anything related to any, any of that with the orange orb. What do you mean related to his family with that? Um, like any maybe family members who had passed away who were always, oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. If, that, if there was somebody visiting who was protecting or helping, mm -hmm. something like that. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, that would be interesting to know if that is something that happened. I'm yeah. interested to know. I know. I love this. This is this is amazing. I I know that people have um these kind of experiences happen to them their whole entire life and yeah. I feel like we only get we get snippets of it. You and I do and we're able to tell our listeners and to have somebody that is like hey, I'm in my 30s now and I can tell you everything that's going on plus they know kind of where this all stems from is what it sounds like. Right. That's what I'm thinking. You know, I'm yeah. curious what else feeds into it. Mm -hmm. You know what else I thought of? Um, you know, whenever he was doing the mixtape? Yes. Do you remember when we were younger, we used to do mixtapes like we were DJs? Yeah, we totally did. I think I, I mentioned that one time that you and I had our own radio show. We did. And then it's funny because now we're doing the podcast. I know. <laughs> right? We used to, yeah, we used to. Um, so Lindsay and I had these best friends. Uh, they were two sisters as well. And we grew up with them. And then Lindsay and I moved. And whenever, how we would stay in touch besides writing letters and calling and shit is we decided to send each other's, each other tapes. Mm -hmm. And we would have like a radio show and... Um, we were radio personalities. Yeah. <laughs> and we would I, even do commercials. We'd play songs for each other. Yeah. It's crazy. I know. What did, what was our names? Um, my name was TJ. Yeah. It meant the jumper, didn't it? I know. Yeah. Yeah. I, guess I used to jump a lot as a kid. I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. Because I was my like, name's TJ. It stands for the jumper. <laughs> yeah. We were badass. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't remember what your name was. I don't know either. Was it was it like Bobo or something stupid like that? It was. Or yeah. was it Bubba? It was not Bubba. I thought it was because I called you Bubba when I was Maybe. Little. I don't know. Maybe it was. I don't know. Bubba. Anyways. <laughs> so stupid. I think I hated you for that. Um, <laughs> yeah. So mixtapes. Did you hear my cat? <laughs> well, I had a different cat join. That's clearly not my, not my Wilson. That that's is the, 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 uh, the call of an aged cat. <laughs> His name is Jet. He's black. Um, anyways. Yeah. I think, um, I, I'm looking forward to our next show. I'm looking yeah. forward to telling, um, 
the rest of the story, and it sounds like either one or two uh, sections are, la- are left, still not going to speculate about what's going on because I thought that I had this, you know, nailed down mm-hmm. um, after the first um, part, and now I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. I think I'm leaving it open. Yeah, I'm totally leaving like it open. I feel like there's more that will shape our opinion. I think so, too. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well. We, will, we will be together mm-hmm. in a few days. In just a few days. Yeah, it's not very far away. Yeah, I can't wait. And then we'll do a recording in person with makeup on and our hair <laughs> fixed. We look so pretty. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess that's all I have. Um, yeah. If you guys would like us to read your stories so that you can become famous like us, mm-hmm. you can send us your stories to I have a strange story podcast at gmail.com. Yep. Um, subscribe, rate, and review us. Um, if you rate or review us, please send us a snapshot of that, um, to our mail, our email address, um, with your mail, uh, physical mailing address and we will mail you some stickers. If you'd like to send us anything weird, or if you want to send us your story, send it to P.O. Box 2292, Georgetown, Texas. That's G-E-O-R-G-E-T-O-W-N 78627. And... We'll see you next time. For real. You'll see us next time. Yep. You'll see us next time for sure. Mm Mm-hmm. So I guess until next time. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Welcome to I Have a Strange Story Podcast. This is a podcast where two sisters retell people's strange and paranormal stories and experiences, etc. Etc. I'm Lindsay. I'm Rebecca. And we are on episode 60. Are you sure? Yeah. Don't fucking second guess me in front of everybody. I mean, I got 58 for last time, but... It... No, it's because it was 58 part two. Oh my gosh. But it's, I... it was actually episode 59. I am the worst. I know. My bad. <laughs> Do you want to start over? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's episode 60, and yeah. I tell my story first. Wow. I think... Our only announcement is that we will be doing a show together, meaning physically together. Yep. Like fingers intertwined. That's what I'm doing right now. Yes. 
coming together with my hands uh-huh. as a visual, and you can't see that, but next episode you can. Yep. Yes, because we're also going to record it with a yes. camera. Yes. And we're going to put it on YouTube so people can see us. We'll probably wear makeup. <laughs> Definitely. We're going to find my the hair. best lighting in the house. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we're going to wear makeup. I'll and... wash my hair, too. Oh, yeah. 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 I'm really stepping it up. <laughs> <laughs> I also want you to know that when you pick me up, I may look different because I bought some pants that are mm. joggers. Okay. You know what joggers are? Yeah. Those pants. Okay, well, I bought those. I know it's going to be weird to see me in them, but they're extremely comfortable, and I was like, I'm wearing these on the plane. Okay, well, hopefully I'll be able to recognize you. I know. It's going to be difficult. Mm-hmm. Because I look kind of like um, Jenny from the block. <laughs> okay. Okay, you got, a, uh, like, a big old booty and... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have hoop earrings. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. It'll be That's cute. fine. I'll I'll All look right. out. I'll 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 keep an eye out for Jenny Jenny on the block. Jenny from the block. <laughs> Jesus, what's wrong with me? <laughs> Did you have any other announcements? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. That's it. Yeah, That's all. No. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I kind of have a little bit of a long story. It's a little bit longer than what I usually tell, I think. All right. Um so this story comes from Reddit, and it's from Tarot Kitten. Oh my god, that is adorable! Isn't it the cutest name you've ever? I heard? love that name. I always pick the soup, like not the stupidest, but it's just always my cat's name. Oh, okay. I never, I never think of like something cute and adorable like Tarot Kitten. I know it's like definitely creative. It's yeah. definitely cute and adorable. Tarot is my um, favorite for bubble tea, too, by the way. Aw. Mm-hmm. I've never had bubble tea. Those bubbles mm. don't pop in your stomach. Okay. Okay. Um, so Tarot Kitten is telling this story of whenever she was a teenager. So this occurred in, like, the mid-'80s. There weren't any cell phones. There was, you know, not internet for those youngsters listening. Can you believe it? Jeez. That stuff didn't exist. We Weird. didn't have our own phones. We didn't have the internet. We had to go outside and play. I mean, in the um, mid-80s, we were pretty young, but... In the mid-80s, I was pretty much just born. <laughs> <laughs> True. Um, I know. So, um, Tarot Kitten is a female, and this story happened, started whenever she was like 13 years old. Um, so, she lived in a small pa- uh, trailer park. Um, let's see. There weren't very many trailers there. There were about 80 trailers in this park. And she was about one of six kids who lived in the area. And um, this park butted up against a canal. And the park was actually shaped like the letter, a lowercase letter H. Um, So she did have a couple friends who lived there. And one of her friends, his name was Jeff. Um, He lived behind them. And then there was Melissa who lived at the end of the park straight in front of her. So one day, Tarot Kitten and Jeff... Um, they're the same age, and um, they decided to go on an adventure together. Um, so there was this red trailer at the top of the letter H that had an opening in the fence that they would crawl through to get over to the canal. Um, so while they were there, there was that double-wide trailer, the red one, that nobody lived there. 
There was an old woman who lived next door, and she told them that it belonged to a man who really, he lived off site. So this is in California, by the way. Okay. So he didn't live there. He just owned it. Um, so they were interested, nosy, 13-year-old kids, and they wanted to check it out. Um, so what they did is they walked up to it, and there were these two, like, huge sliding glass doors that were on the porch. And she describes these doors as just, like, massive, like, six huge windows all lined up basically right so they opened it they went in and they basically ended up on the front porch as they were in there jeff was distracted by um amputated bird feet oh no that he found there yeah they were very large she explains that they were almost like predator type bird feet i mean they weren't like chickens they were huge yeah um So they're just on the front porch, and they decide the front door is unlocked. So they're just going to walk. Ooh, did you see my my microphone almost completely fell? It could have chipped my beautiful teeth. Um, (laughs) Bad news bears. Okay. Um, So they just walked in the front of the trailer and um, through the front door. So describing it, she said it appeared very nice inside. So nobody lived there. Um, But it had basically, like, brand new furniture. It looked like somebody had been there, and they were going to come back any minute. Uh, The fridge was fully stocked. There was power, water, electricity. But allegedly, nobody had been there for five years. So they decide to go check out some of the rooms. And they decide to go to the back room of the trailer. Um, Which is interesting because the doors that they walked by or the bedrooms they walked by, they appeared nice. Um nice furniture and everything, but they chose to go to the one in the very back rooms. Um, so let's see here. I lost my spot. <laughs> okay. So this back room that they went into, this was a really fucking creepy room. It looked like she described it was something out of a new age horror film or like a porn film. I know, but I don't know what new age porn means, but I guess it's gross. <laughs> I didn't look it up, but that sounds bad. So, but she said there was a ratty, disgusting mattress on the floor. And then scattered all over the floor were like hundreds of Polaroids. Oh my God, no. I don't like this story. I know. So there was also in that room, there was a cutout doorway that led into a windowless pitch black room. So they're in one room. There's a doorway cut out that leads into basically this dark abyss i guess so they're in there um jeff was actually facing there was a dresser he was looking through the dresser and she was facing that cut out and she was really interested in what those pictures were of so she went to pick up the polaroids she started to look through them um and it appeared as if the pictures were taken in that room on that mattress. And in her opinion, it looked like the pictures were capturing a dead girl. <gasps> and the dead girl was probably about 16 is what she's expecting. She's a very young person depicted in the pictures. She said that, you know, she's young. She's 13. And it took her a while for this to, like, compute what in the world that she was seeing in these pictures. Once she realized what it was, she screamed and she said that she just dropped the picture like it was on fire, like it had burned her hand. Um, She turned to Jeff 
Remember, they're facing different directions. But she turned to look at him. And he, of course, is looking at her. And then they heard what was one of the most hideous, evil laughs that they had ever heard in their entire lives. Um, They're frozen. She's staring at him still. And then out of that black cutout, the black, like, to the abyss of a room with no windows and it's completely dark, um, a huge hand reached out of it and was going, it was reaching for Jeff's head. So she screamed, she pushed Jeff, and they ran the hell out of that trailer. They leaped out the front door. The old lady next door was there. She scolded them. And they both just fucking ran to their own trailers. They split up. They ran home, shut their doors. Um, She didn't tell anybody about it. She's terrified. She didn't want to tell her mother or her stepfather. So a few days later, she kind of got up the courage to go talk to Jeff about what they had seen, to talk about what it was. Um, So she went down by to where he lived, and he was gone. Oh, no. The trailer was empty. There were no cars there. There was a family friend who lived next door to them. And so she went over and asked, you know, where the family was. And the woman explained that the night that they had actually gone into that trailer, that his family packed up their van and they left that night. And that, oh my God. you know, they hadn't been back. So um, what's weird is about two weeks later, nobody remembered Jeff or his family, except for her, even though her mother had met Jeff, even though that neighbor had spoken about Jeff and his family. um, Nobody really remembered him. And she did try to tell people about those pictures that she'd seen, but she said that nobody really believed her. Mm. Okay, so now she's 14 years old. She's still living in this trailer park. Um, But she's with her other friend, Melissa, who lives in the trailer park, too. And they would have to pass that trailer, that red trailer, to get to their friend's house. So finally, she told her friend Melissa and Melissa's sister about the trailer. They both said they wanted to go. And for whatever reason, she agrees that she wants to go. But she says she will not go past the living room. Um, So they all go. They enter. And there is another bedroom that's right next to the living room. And this is where they decide to go look in. Um, it had a queen-size waterbed in there. And her friend um, leaned over and she touched the waterbed. And it was warm. And for those of you who don't really know, I mean, we grew up with waterbeds, which I think is really weird. Yeah, I don't know weird. why the fuck. There were so many waterbeds in our house. But, like, <laughs> there were, right? We had water beds. Mom and Dad had a water bed. Mm-hmm. Like, I was three years old, and I remember having the water bed. <laughs> it was the thing to do. <laughs> it was. But the thing is, is that you have to keep, you have a heater mm-hmm. that keeps the water that you're, you know, sleeping on warm. Otherwise, it's fucking awful. It's, it's like you're sleeping on a cement slab that's just so <laughs> fucking chilly and cold. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the the heater was clearly on. Mm-hmm. Um Additionally, there were some lamps that were on, and there was a Confederate flag that was hanging on the wall. Um, and they once they felt that the waterbed was warm, they booked it. Because, again, this is supposed to be abandoned. Nobody's supposed to be living there. So they're a little freaked out. Okay. So then she's 15 years old. She went over to Melissa's. She didn't intend on staying there all day. They're just hanging out. But then all of a sudden, it's dark. 
Um, she's scared to walk home. There's not any street lamps like there are now. Um, it, there was only be like one that would light up her path to go home. So her um, friends and the sister, they agree that they'll walk her to that lamp and then watch her walk to her, you know, her own respective trailer. Um, so they all start to walk and they get past that red trailer and they're kind of standing in front of it. Um, she started to feel really creepy, like her skin was crawling as they were walking by it. And then she just froze. Um, and she felt like obligated. She had to turn. She turned and looked at that trailer. And remember how I said they had those huge glass sliding door? Mm-hmm. So she turns to look at that huge glass sliding door. Um, and her friends are with her before she starts to walk there. And she just wished that she hadn't looked because what she saw standing in the glass doorway was the biggest, scariest nightmare that she's ever seen. She looked into the face of what she calls evil and it stared right back at her. Um, it was a huge creature that was actually bending down below the doorframe to look at them because it was so huge. Its lips pulled back and it had fangs Um, its eyes were yellow. She said it almost looked like it was smiling. Um, the eyes were yellow and as large as a fist. It had long claws that made a distinct tapping sound on the glass window. And then she said that it was, is it bipedal? Is that how you, that's how you say it? Uh, yeah, I think it's bipedal, but I think a lot of people say it either way. All right. Bipedal. So it's this huge creature that's standing on its back legs. Um, when she saw it, she just thought that's a fucking werewolf. All of her friends saw it. Um, One of her friends said under the breath, what the fuck is that? Um, And then all of a sudden she realized that she was standing there alone because everybody else had fucking run back to (laughs) Melissa's house. Oh, no. Um, She looked at it again and it was smirking at her. And then it used one finger to point at her and to beckon her to come. So it's like, (laughs) I don't even know how to say that. Yeah, you said it. I... Yeah. Okay. Beckoning. That's how she said it. She did a good job of explaining it. Um, and then she just, she said she ran like her life depended on it. She ran home again. She didn't tell her mom, her mom appeared drunk. So she didn't know how much her mom would be able to support her. Um, she went to bed. She woke up the next morning and she went straight to Melissa's so that they could talk about what they had seen. They had no memory of it. They didn't recall any of the, um, they didn't recall even walking her to the streetlight. Um, so since then, she's an adult now. Um, she's gone back as an adult and the trailer is gone. It's not there. Um, she says that she never knew Jeff's last name, so she can't look him up to try to find him. She has no idea who he is. She lost touch with Melissa. Um, and then that she also has done some research on those pictures that she had found to identify who that, that dead person could have been the dead girl. Um, because that, that always bothered her a little bit that she possibly saw that evidence. So like I said, she posted this on Reddit and she was curious if anybody had any idea of what this could be. Um, so of course there are several different theories that people listed. So number one, people think it's a dog man. Mm -hmm. Number two, people think it's a skinwalker. Um, one person suggested a Wendigo, one suggested a werewolf. 
one person suggested that maybe she had PTSD, that maybe it was, um, here, well, the other theory is that it could have been serial killers. Uh-huh. So there were two serial killers who killed people around this area during this time. Oh, um, she, she references where it is in California. Um, but this was close to one of the places. So it was two men, Charles NG and Leonard Lake were their names. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, they raped and murdered numerous people. Um, they killed about 11 to 25 people. Um, Leonard Lake killed himself whenever they first arrested him, so he never went to trial. We don't know the whole story. But Charles N.G. did not kill himself, and he actually would have gotten away if he hadn't had been so obsessed with stealing. And that's what got them caught the first time, and that's why Leonard got arrested, was because Charles kept stealing things. Um, but Charles is British um, descent, but he's from Hong Kong. Um, and he went to the University of Notre Dame, Notre Dame. So I think he's a, he's a pretty smart man. Um, but they, he and Leonard had built a dungeon where they, they would torture people. They would kill the men immediately, but they would torture the women. They would record it. They're pretty notorious, pretty fucking awful. And, um, I think from what I understood, Charles is still alive. He was on death row, but I don't think he's been put to death yet. Um, but he claims that he was um, trying to please Leonard, and that's why he did everything. But there's videos of him actively participating and saying awful things to the women that they killed. So there's, it's suggested that maybe that was another one of their dungeons where they had murdered and assaulted that woman, um, and that possibly there's the possibility that she replaced memories of this, these people with a dog man. I mean, sometimes our memories do those types of things like to protect ourselves. You know, we don't know. But so there's all these different theories about what it could be. Um, one person did suggest that it could be a dog man because the, the long nails and the tapping on glass, they said, kind of goes hand in hand with dogmen. Hmm. That they've heard of that before. Um, the person who suggested a skinwalker, um, Tarot Kitten could see that happening because she actually has Native American descent. Her grandfather was Native American. So she thought that could make sense. She's really open to any suggestion or theory about what it could have been that she had seen. But she's really just trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think Dogman, but then I also say, why the fuck would a Dogman be in a trailer? I mean, And so I think that's why some people say Skinwalker. Yeah. Yeah. And I can see that, too. That makes sense because it'd be a person, you know, transforming mm-hmm. into that creature. Um, I've never heard of dogmen like living inside. I haven't either. And in fact, I feel like a lot of the sightings for, well, for skinwalkers and for dogmen are outside that they live outside. Yeah. And, um, I, it's hard to say, like, are they called dogmen because they are part human or is it because they, they are like, they they look like humans, but with a dog face, you know what I mean? So like, are they humans that can live somewhere that would go live and make dinner and order a waterbed or, (laughs) or are they, um, animals that just look like people that live in the wild? Yeah. It's hard to say, I guess it could go either way. I mean, I'm going to roll out Wendigo for sure. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's what it is. Okay. 
There's nothing, no part of the story really speaks to Wendigos, in my opinion. Yeah, because they, they do lure, but... Yeah, they, they didn't do any luring here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they try to, um, you know. But not the luring the that you'd expect of a Wendigo. Exactly, yeah. A Wendigo is going to use trickery. And they call. Yeah. Yeah. And so well, I'm going to go ahead and tell Tarotkin it's not a Wendigo. And okay. I'm an expert here. <laughs> Ooh, that's what I want to get a tattoo of. I want to get a tattoo of a Wendigo. Okay. I know. You said um, that already. <laughs> I know. Well, I haven't said it in the show yet. Yeah, um, yeah. What? Okay. Okay. So, I don't know. One of the things that also makes me think that it could have been a serial killer and possibly because of the trauma she... Uh, replaced the memory of the of the man that she may have seen with something else that was mm-hmm. more scarier. Because mm-hmm. um, it makes me also think of like American Psycho. Like rich men who have like a, a beautiful trailer and all this amazing furniture and waterbeds and then they have a torture chamber in the back mm-hmm. to murder and torture, you know, people. Yeah. So I, I I can see that theory. That makes a lot of sense to me. And that she possibly replaced it with memories of something like a dog man. But I'm no expert. I just think, to me, that makes the most sense in my brain. Yeah. The, it this, reminds me of American Psycho. Yeah, this is a hard one. I mean, yeah. all these behaviors are humanistic, if mm-hmm. you think about it. Like... A food stocked with, or a fridge stocked with food, the waterbeds, which were very popular at the time, and then creating this weird possible torture area that we don't know about. You know, it's just a black hole that's cut out into a room. It's a secret area. It's humans. With photographs. Yeah. And to me, I feel like if if you're going to get your hands on that kind of stuff, you need to be a human being, especially in the 80s. You don't order this shit. You go somewhere and you buy it and you take it with you. Um, I mean, the thing about skinwalkers is that they can switch between, you know, and they do horrendous things to to continue to be skinwalkers. They kill people and shit. And dogmen and werewolves are predators. Mm Mm-hmm. And so there would be more chasing. I mean, it, I would think they would have chased her. They yes. would have chased her down, and it wouldn't have been a beckoning to try to get her to come. Right. There's too much human in it. So I think so. Kind of like, are you going down the road of you think it was a skinwalker, if anything? I'm actually going down the road to think that this was a human, that these yeah. were people. Like, especially now that you've talked about those serial killers being around and shit. And, you know, it's it's deemed as abandoned. Yeah. You know, but the thing is, is nobody sees them going in and out, probably because they sneak in and out of there, and that's where they do all their terrible shit. Well, and those two serial killers, Leonard Lake had murdered his brother mm-hmm. and a few other people and taken all their money. And that was one way that he was able to build one of the dungeons that they had. But if he had all this money, he also they could have used the money to fund something like that. Mm-hmm. And like I said, Leonard Lake killed himself. So we don't know the whole story. All we had was Charles' side of the story. And, you know, he's a fucking nut job. Yeah. Um, I mean, these, these two serial killers and what she... I'm, I don't want to go into a lot of detail about that picture and what she saw. It was pretty horrendous, whatever happened to this um, young woman that was in the picture. Or I should say young child. She's not a woman. Sorry, I hate it when people do that. I hate it when people tell, call. It happens a lot with young girls. Mm -hmm. They call them 
underage women instead of calling them children. They are children. Yeah. So anyways, what happened to this this young girl um, is what I should have said. But Charles and Leonard, um, as a part of their toll of the people they had killed, they actually murdered two infants. Oh, man. The I mean, they're very sick fucking men. I wow. mean, the infants aren't going to tell on you. Yeah. Yeah. These are very sick men. Um, it's kind of, it was kind of weird for me to read about them because usually I do okay with it, but with them, like I was, it was pretty, they're pretty horrendous wrong. And stuff yeah. that they did. Oh yeah. I mean, they, <laughs> she describes seeing, you know, what in the window as pure evil. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know if a dog man is pure evil, if it's just a, a creature that lives its life and chases it chases down a car and scares you and is territorial yeah. to me it sounds more like an animalistic kind of thing i know the the beckoning for you to come you know to, i don't know that just sounds so human like if I these know. people were that crazy they may have just admitted like emitted this this aura or this you know something that you know how you can look at somebody and be like, I'm yeah. not gonna like you, and well, with it's kind her, of like, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I it's okay, it. but it's just like with her, you know, she 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 sees that this thing is evil, and maybe her mind is like trying to protect her to be like, yeah, that's a fucking werewolf or whatever. Yes. Don't go in there. That's my theory. It's like Twin Peaks. I don't. Mm. I know that you never really watched Twin Peaks or got I've into watched, it. Yeah, I've totally watched Twin, Did Twin you? Peaks. Okay, yeah. but it's the whole thing. Like, it's spoiler alert. No, if you haven't fucking seen it. <laughs> Like, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> it's been a long time, my friends. Like, just turn it down because I'm about to say something. Like, just like in Twin Peaks, the the murderer and the abuser was her dad. Mm-hmm. But she had replaced the memories of him with the man that had the long hair and was really creepy, right? So yeah. It's the same thing. That's how mm-hmm. she was protecting herself from who her abuser was. Right. That's so interesting. I know. And actually, I don't think anybody suggested that her mind was replacing what she saw with something else. Mm-hmm. I think that I made it. I think that's an original suggestion from <laughs> me, but it was somebody else who suggested that it was the serial killers. Okay. Wow. That is, that story is very hard to stomach. Like I feel nauseous right now. Oh man, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. It's really good. Um, I'm so glad that nothing happened to her and mm-hmm. um, I wonder if, um, you know, her friend Jeff, if everybody was like, yeah, we don't know who you're talking about or whatever. I kind of wonder if they went into witness protection. I know. I kind of thought the same thing. What happened to Jeff? Yeah. It's all very interesting. But um, so this, like I said, it's from Reddit. It's Tarot Kitten. If you have any ideas or suggestions... Let her know or let us know, and I'm happy to pass them on to her. Um, she was excited about her story being read. Yeah. I was like, you should because we're a really big deal. Then I was like, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you know, our friends and family listen to it, so <laughs> we appreciate y'all. Um, yeah. Yeah, so anyway, whenever you talk, whenever, you, whenever mom and dad hears this, Ask them if they have any suggestions. I will. <laughs> Dad may be able to have some more insight on the the psychology behind the true. mind replacing what you've seen. Yeah. That's true. Anyways. Thank you, Tara Kitten. Yeah, that was an amazing story. 
Now I have. Part three of an amazing story. Okay. Yes. So our friend, um, you know, that we've been talking about the past couple of episodes that have had just kind of a weird paranormal life experience um, has agreed to let us hear the rest of the story. And I'm very excited. Also, he's like, I'm a guy. (laughs) 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 That's a common mistake. I don't think people know how difficult it is to like discern like gender when we're reading stories. Yeah. And unless you say something about. Yeah. It's just, it's hard to tell. I mean, I kind of figured that this was a guy just because he was like, and I was in re- on the wrestling team and nothing against, you know, women, but that's generally a, a, a team that boys go on. Probably not as much anymore. I think it's kind of a, a girl boy kind of thing. But, you know, whenever we were kids, it was mostly dudes that, and I feel like this guy is kind of the same age and I'll bring, and I'll, um, that'll circle around in a moment when he's talking like about something. Yeah. You know, when I say that, I say it to people like in their late twenties, I'm like, you know, like our age and they always <laughs> stare at me and I'm like, Oh uh, I'm a lot older. <laughs> oh, you I mean, forget. yeah. I mean, your age, I mean, you're younger than me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This guy's probably actually uh, younger than me. He might be around the same age as you though. Okay. I'm way older by the way. <laughs> old anywho let's get into this so where we left off um kind of last time um you know he lived in that apartment and he saw some creepy little shadowy children staring at him through the blinds the landlord came over okay and then they they moved after that so this is where he moved he actually moved from the suburbs to a big city and he hated this place he fell out of place. Um, he had a hard time making friends, and he he hated school, as as you do. Um, he said that they moved into a three bedroom, one bathroom apartment, and um, this <laughs> this is weird. I can picture this. This is what I think that they used to do back then, um, but I don't know if they do this as much anymore. But like, so in his apartment. They, uh, they like created another room out of the other apartment's bedroom or other apartment's house or whatever. And Mm -hmm. so they like cut out a door and they were like, this is our room now. And (laughs) they just stole that extra space from the apartment next door. And I think that people used to do that. Like if you want an extra bedroom, you have to pay 200 bucks more or whatever. Otherwise, we're just going to lock the door and you can't get in. Oh, did that? Remember, that's what they did to my apartment when I was yes, younger. Yes, exactly. I got a one bedroom, so they locked the other bedroom. And mm-hmm. then I just unlocked it and used it anyway. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. So stupid, right? Yeah. So dumb. So, um, so that was his bedroom. And then that bedroom was kind of isolated. So there was like another room that they had to walk through or that he had to walk through to get it to get into it. And, and that's kind of where he spent most of his time was just kind of isolated in his own room because he was having a difficult time, um, fitting in and, 
just didn't like the situation that he lived in. So um, at this point in his life, he saw those little shadowy figures just less and less. Um, He could still hear them and they would move around in his closet. He said that they would knock things over and he was still hearing the tapping on the windows. And he says, I lived on the second floor. There were no trees. So this wasn't just something outside. It was those nasty little asshole shadowy figures um, tapping on his window. But at this point in his life, he's just like, this is just part of my life and I have to deal with it. And I think that that was a very, it was very stressful for him. Um, He said that he kind of learned how to deal with it. So he taught himself to sleep with the television on or with the, the lights on. And he says occasionally he would see these little bastards, um, but the light in the television seemed to keep them um, at bay. And it also distracted him from the noise that that they would make. So he's in middle school at this point. And he started smoking and he was isolating himself. And just, I'm reiterating, he hated the city and he hated everything. He said... I think that we all go through that time in our life, but it's probably harder for, for somebody, you know, moving in somewhere and already having these weird experiences. He said his mom, you know, did the best she did, she could with him, um, but he was just having a hard time adapting. He said that he came from the country in small the small suburb area, and living in the city, there was a lot of noises, and it was just something that he had a hard time getting used to. He also said that the kind of the worse that he got the more activity that he would he would see okay that's kind of going back to energy attracting energy here yeah um so he would stay up late he would watch television he would smoke um and at this one one night though he noticed a glowing ball of orange light it was about the size of a golf ball and it floated up to his window screen and he said he wasn't scared Um, but he was just curious about it and he watched it and it was like dancing and floating and then it would just zip off. And he said that this was actually fun and it made him happy. Um, he said it, it felt like a little friend. So that thing would come back every, like once a week and he would just watch it and I don't, it doesn't sound like they really interacted, but I think that it came just for him to see. And so he'd watch the little orange ball and then it would zip away and then it'd come back in in a couple weeks after that. Um, and things were kind of changing for him. Um, the shadow people, like I said, all but left. Um, and then the ball started showing up less and less, but he still felt paranoid. Um, he still slept with the lights on and the television on, and he started having some vivid and realistic dreams. And to this day, he still remembers them all, which is really weird because usually that's hard to do. Um, but things kind of came to a head at this apartment one night. So it was a normal day. He got home from school and, um, what he does is he comes home, he checks the mail, he grabs a snack, and then he stole, um, a smoke from his, his mom's boyfriend's stash. <laughs> That's so, when so we funny. Say smoking, we're talking cigarettes. We're not talking pot. I don't know. He just says oh, okay. smokes. So, so okay. I'm not going to, um, assume one or the other. Um, so he goes to his bedroom and he closes the door and that's kind of what he does. Um, 
and all of his shit's on the floor. He says that he never likes to go into his closet. He just has had this weird thing about his closet. He didn't really know why. Um, so he throws his jacket and his bag on the floor and everything's on his bed and his dresser. Here's how we know how old he is. Okay. <laughs> so he is listening to the radio and he's trying to make a mixed tape and he's waiting for one song to come on. He oh, wants to age. hear, I know, <laughs> he wants to hear Kryptonite by Three Doors Down. Oh, and this no. is what he, this is what he mentions. <laughs> he mentions it's 20 years old. Kryptonite is almost 20 years old. And I'm like, oh, God damn man. it. <laughs> yeah, that's weird, right? <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah, I hate to imagine that. I know. Like people aren't supposed to get old, right? Especially yeah, I bet me. you nobody else knows that song besides people our age. Man. People are like, what the fuck is that? I know. I'll tell you what it is. It was a really bad song. <laughs> <laughs> but we loved it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he's listening to the radio. He's trying to find the song. And, um, and he decides that he is going to put on the Star Wars trilogy that his mom got him for Christmas. And... Um, I just thought I'd mention this right now that Lindsay's a big Star Wars fan, so ah, she probably appreciates that. I do. It's kind of <laughs> <laughs> it's a Christmas sweater with what is that? An ATAT and a an at at yeah the two at ats and what's the other guy in the middle? What is that thing called? Um, well, it's the Death Star, and then below that is a bunch of Yodas. No, that's not the Death Star. Yes, it that is. thing no. has wings. What are you talking? Oh, the, the thing, thing in between the them. I thought you meant in the middle of my shirt. Oh no, I can't see it that far. I just see. Oh, okay. Um, what's some it kind called? of fighter thing. Yeah, the fighter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it goes. Pichu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, just shout out to the Star Star Wars fans, Lindsay and this guy, not me. Um. Hey. So he does this to so that he could fall asleep at night, and um, it kind of became like a ritual. So he would he'd put the movie on, he'd fall asleep, and then he would wake up because it was quiet, and he fucking hated the quiet. Um, so he'd get up, he'd put on another movie, and this is just how he slept. So at the end of the night, he lit one last smoke and laid down, and he just noticed it how oddly quiet it was he says it does he doesn't remember his mom coming home um and he gets up to change the movie it, it's around 2 a.m and he's sitting up and he's kind of crawling to his his vcr or dvd player i don't know what it was and he hears the closet door creak and it mm. opens and he just freezes and he hears the creak again and he gets back in bed and he gets under the covers. He doesn't put his head under the covers is what it sounds like, but he gets under the covers and he tries to turn on the lamp and his lamp won't turn on. So at this point he's really scared. Um, and he knows that these shadowy figures that he usually sees aren't big enough to open the door and the door is heavy. He says that he even has a hard time opening it, but all of a sudden the door swings open, but there's nothing inside. And, of course, he's fucking freaked out at this moment. And then the lamplight turns on. Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. Good Lord. I know. He says that in the closet is a large black figure staring at him. And he can't move. He can't scream. And this thing is coming at him from the closet. And it's not making any noise. It's not breathing. 
It's just coming towards him. He says it's about four feet tall, and all of a sudden his ears start to ring, and he just passes out. He says that he's forgotten about this memory, and it's something that has recently come up, but he's always felt a paranoia about the closet. He says that he eventually just started stuffing his closet full um, of stuff, and he never really knew why he did this until this memory kind of popped up. He says after that that happened, um, nothing else occurred in that house. He says that the orange ball never came back. He never saw the figures again. Um, and they moved to another house that was just down the street. He said after this, though, his dreams got even more vivid and things started to escalate again. And it sounds like the next story we're going to hear about what he figured out is going on, why this is happening to him, because that's where it leads off. And I'm so excited. Oh, my. I know. What's okay. So interesting because I had trouble sleeping and I was always scared at night, too. Yeah. I'm sure everyone does this. So I yeah. always slept with some type of light on or with the TV on. And even till today, I go to sleep with the TV on. Oh, really? Because I'm scared. Oh. What was that noise? What noise? It sounded like you were banging something. Oh, yeah. I was going to look up something about um, orbs. Oh. Yeah. Because he saw what I feel like is an orange orb. I'm not 100% sure if that is. And I feel like you might know, you might understand how I feel about orbs. That, like... I feel like the majority of time that people see them, you know, they see them through a camera, camera lens and they are, um, they're like just dust. This guy had an orange orb from what I understand or from what I'm guessing come up and, and see him, you know, every couple of days. And I just wanted to see what an orange uh, orange orb meant. So according to this thing that I posted on her Instagram account, um, orange just means healing energy. So I think that's kind of sweet. I wonder if yes. something came up. And it did. It made him feel good and it made him feel happy and it made him feel like it was friendly and he wasn't afraid of it. So maybe it just came up and was like, hey, dude, everything's going to be okay. And then it went away. Mm. And that's sad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wonder what the history is, too, with his family or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. If there's anything related to any any of that with the orange orb. What do you mean related to his family with that? Um, like any maybe family members who had passed away, who were always, oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. If, that, if there was somebody visiting who was protecting or helping, mm -hmm. something like that. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, that would be interesting to know if that is something that happened. I don't know. I'm yeah. interested to know. I know. I love this. This is this is amazing. I, I know that people have... Um, these kind of experiences happen to them their whole entire life. And yeah. I feel like we only get, we get snippets of it. You and I do. And we're able to tell our listeners and to have somebody that is like, Hey, I'm in my thirties now and I can tell you everything that's going on. Plus they know 
kind of where this all stems from is what it sounds like. Right. That's what I'm thinking. You know, I'm yeah. curious what else feeds into it. Mm-hmm. You know what else I thought of? Um, you know, whenever he was doing the mixtape. Yes. Do you remember when we were younger, we used to do mixtapes like we were DJs? Yeah, we totally did. I think I, I mentioned that one time that you and I had our own radio show. We did. And then it's funny because now we're doing the podcast. I know. <laughs> right? We used to, yeah, we used to. Um, so Lindsay and I had these best friends. Uh, they were two sisters as well. And we grew up with them. And then Lindsay and I moved. And whenever how we would stay in touch besides writing letters and calling and shit is we decided to send each other's each other tapes and we would have like a radio show and um we were radio personalities yeah <laughs> and we would I, even do commercials we'd play songs for each other yeah it's crazy i know what did what was our names um my name was tj yeah it meant the jumper didn't it I know. yeah yeah I, guess I used to jump a lot as a kid i don't know it doesn't make any sense what I'd was be my like, name? name's tj it stands for the jumper <laughs> yeah we were badass yeah mm-hmm. i don't remember what your name was i don't know either was it was it like bobo or something stupid like that it was or yeah was it, bubba? it was not bubba I thought it was because I called you Bubba when I was maybe little. It, I don't know. Maybe it was. I don't know. Bubba. Anyways, <laughs> so stupid. I think I hated you for that. Um, <laughs> yeah. So mixtapes. <laughs> Do you hear my cat? <laughs> <laughs> we well, had a different cat join. That's clearly not my, not my Wilson. That That's is the one. the na- the uh, the call of an aged cat. <laughs> his name is jet he's black um anyways yeah i think um i i'm looking forward to our next show i'm looking yeah. forward to telling um the rest of the story and it sounds like either one or two uh sections are lot are left still not going to speculate about what's going on because i thought that i had this you know nailed down mm-hmm. um after the first um part and now i don't know hmm. yeah i think i'm leaving it open yeah i'm totally I leaving like it open more that will shape our opinion i think so too okay cool yeah yeah well well we will we will be together mm-hmm. in a few days in just a few days yeah it's not very far away yeah i can't wait and then we'll do a recording in person with makeup on and our hair fixed. We look so pretty. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess that's all I have. Um, yeah. If you guys would like us to read your stories so that you can become famous like us, mm-hmm. you can send us your stories to I Have a Strange Story Podcast at gmail.com. Yep. Um, subscribe, rate, and review us. Um, if you rate or review us, please send us a snapshot of that um, to our mail, our email address um, with your mail, uh, physical mailing address, and we will mail you some stickers. If you'd like to send us anything weird or if you want to send us your story, send it to P.O. Box 2292, Georgetown, Texas. That's G-E-O-R-G-E-T-O-W-N 78627. And 
We'll see you next time. Yeah. For real. You'll see us next time. Yep. You'll see us next time for sure. Mm-hmm. So I guess until next time. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.